and welcome to the Think Share. My name's Zach, here to bring to what I've been thinking about, sharing about, talking about, listening to, reading about, that doesn't belong in math class, that's so not on the standardized test to make you the goodest version of yourself. If you're new to the channel, I invite you to subscribe and or check me out on YouTube. The past 24 hours have sort of started a, a soul-searching mission um, that, as strange as this might sound, has little bit of a a checkpoint date of October 1st and uh, I'll I'll go more into that into detail in the future but I wanted to give sort of an update of how that's going so I'm thinking this will be sort of a a series of almost like 100 days so one of the things I'm really looking for is what what's sort of my purpose in life slash what's the purpose of doing things? And I think a lot of people probably sort of wrangled this issue. They ask themselves, you know, what what do I want to do with my life? And I think I have an idea of what works well and what makes me happy. And I'm not actually sure by the end, like when I've accomplished something, whether I'm glad that, I mean, I'm usually glad when I complete things, but like looking back on the big picture of it all like at the end of my life like I don't know how I'm going to feel by the end of my life when I complete things you know I don't I don't know if if spending tons and tons of time with one person and really getting to know them and be with them and and almost master your relationship with them as much as you've mastered yourself like I don't know if that's something that I see being like one of the biggest things in my life or is it really trying to impact a lot of people and try to make a difference for the lives of a lot of other people and sort of if we're looking at that on a spectrum also do I want to look at you know would it be would I rather look back on my life and see that I've loved and made a difference for one person like in with infinite deepness or uh, maybe less than 10 people with not quite infinite deepness, but like super high level of deepness or a small community of 100 or 200 pretty deeply or thousands, like deep, but not, not to the point where I'm having daily or hourly interactions with them. And I think I've you know, with my math background, it's kind of a strange conclusion I've come to sort of is looking at, if you were to graph it, right? If you were to graph impact times people, it's all going to come out equal, assuming you put in the same amount of work for whatever scenario you go with one person for a really deep level or a lot of people for a less deep level. Um, And I wonder if there is something greater that gets achieved sort of spiritually or soulfully when you do it with a smaller amount of people or with one partner. Um, So I I think that's something I've been struggling with a little bit lately. Um, You know, my my wife and I have had a series of conversations and, and looking at how we might have different philosophies on this and that's something that I really want to explore. And I think it's I know I want to make a difference for for people in my life um, as much as I'm seeking 
some financial independence. Um, I think it's more important that I leave leave my days satisfied knowing that I've made a difference for others. But I also don't know who those others I want to be. I don't know if I want it to be strangers. I don't know if I just want it to be my inner circle. I think the way I've been going for the past maybe two years has been I'm really open to the idea of hopefully making a difference for strangers and and not knowing the impact that I've had out there. Um, I think that inspires me. Uh, it gets me excited. I know that there have been plenty of people out in the world that have made a difference for me that will never get to meet me. The Jim Rohns of the world, the Tony Robbins of the world, the the I hope I get to meet Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk. It's not a hope. That's a goal. It's a bucket list item. Um, but you know, I, I think they've made an impact past their lifetimes, and I think that's something that excites me is taking what I've been giving, what I've been given this life right here, and being given the opportunity with social media, with technology, to make a bigger difference in my lifetime than most people might make in less than one life, in like multiple lifetimes. So I think part of it is I have a lot of energy. I There's a lot of ways I like to use it. Um, I get a lot of energy from, from causing positive influence in others, and so I think I want to continue that. But at the same time, I I wonder on a long-term scale how my happiness, how my fulfillment will actually be influenced because I know that my wife, um, she gets a lot of satisfaction from really um, like sharing her individual world with one other person, often me. And I think sometimes we, we look and see that I have a different experience sometimes and I get a lot of fulfillment out of making it a smaller difference for multiple other people rather than just her. So it's something I'm exploring. Thank you for that, for listening to that long-winded explanation of it all, but um, that's kind of what I'm up against and I think some of the things I'm going to be doing is visiting a lot of friends that I see um, maybe Maybe they do or don't know something that I don't know, but I think I really want to seek out people that have found sort of a state of flow in their life. You know, maybe it could be outward and, you know, it could be something that, you know, when you look up close, maybe they're not as happy as they appear on social media and through my interactions with them. But, um, you know, I want to spend time with a lot of other people that I feel like are headed in a direction that I like, that I like the looks of. Um, and, I want to spend more time with people that I that I don't spend much time with at all. So I think what I've learned in the past 24 hours, so I was hanging out with my friend Robert. He was one of my best men at my wedding. And uh, sometimes I'll come to visit him and I'll go to church with him. I'm not Christian. I don't practice Christianity. Um, but and I every once in a while to visit him I'll, I'll hang out with him on a Sunday morning go to church and oftentimes we've gone to this Socratic um, round table group of, of it's not exclusive to men but it happens to be all men um, and, and we just spend time together and we talk and sort of contemplate life and 
so we went to the sermon this morning and you know as much as I knew that there would be some things I might kind of disagree with or um, might not be congruent with everything that I sort of believe in because you know I, I don't I don't have an extreme belief that Christ is the only savior that he is the only power I, I think God and, and a greater power is a bit more uh, lacking in form but either way um, the, the interesting thing that I got out of the sermon this morning was that the the pastor was talking about how the Antichrist so and in a non-christian way you could call it Antichrist sort of like um, the the ego maybe or the identity maybe um, the, the things that sort of bring us away from our truest, our most beautiful, uh, goodest version of ourselves. Um, what chicken? I'm, I'm driving right now. Um, <laughs> he was saying that most of the time, the antichrists in life don't show up as these, like, like you don't see the devil walk in the back door of the sermon. Like, you don't see this giant horned beast, like, walk in the back. Uh, you also he had pointed also to politics and now a couple years ago like everyone looked at Obama like he was the antichrist and uh or a lot of people didn't maybe not everyone uh and now like everyone or a lot of people look at Trump as the antichrist and he was pointing out that most of the time the antichrist doesn't show up as those things shows up much more as our friends and family that sort of have us guide us towards a path that is no good um and I, one of the things I didn't like about what he said, because I think there, I honestly don't believe that there is necessarily a right or wrong in the world. Um, there just kind of is what's so, is they're saying that the Antichrist caused us to do bad things or become worse. Um, but I think it's just, it brings us further from sort of our true nature t- towards what what is good for us, what brings us closer to the best version of ourselves, I think, is, is how I'll put it. Um, so I think it's an important lesson thinking about the fact that a lot of us think that the bad things that happen in life are very obvious and um, don't creep up on us, but they're really, like, they're there, like we can see them. And the fact is he made a reference to Lord of the Rings, how one of the, one of the characters in it um, was influenced by this uh, one of the advisors of, of his kingdom um, and really caused him to, to become a different person to the point where he didn't even recognize his friends and that they were friends. He thought they were foes. So I think one of the things we can take away from this is, and the other really interesting thing I thought he said was the people that don't think that they can be deceived are most likely to be deceived. And the people that are less susceptible to being deceived are the ones like that kind of accept it. Like, yeah, like I could see myself getting deceived from something. So I think the hard-headedness of someone saying, no, I know what's going on. I'm smart. I'm wise. I have found the answers in life. I think those are the people that we might want to stay away from. They're, they, I think they have a little bit of egotisticalness to them. I think they might have some sort of um, um, vibes, I guess you could say, or experiences that have led them to believe that they know what's so. 
and I think for I recognize a lot of times that I have these egotistical moments thinking I really know what I'm doing and I really know what's going on and where I want to go, etc. Um, and I've recognized that those are not great moments for me. So to be less susceptible to, to deception, I'm opening my doors to the idea that I could be deceived. Um, and the other thing I'm going to do is I'm also going to recognize that the things that could deceive me are not necessarily um, things that are obvious and that I can see. And I, you know, I wonder sometimes if social media is one of them, although you would think it almost seems obvious. But that's all for today. Thank you for listening. If you like this and you think someone else could gain from it, share it with them. I'll hopefully talk with you all soon. Bye. Stay weird.